Hi, and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Ines Kosala. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we look at how lockdown and COVID-19 have affected young people living on Harare streets. Joining us is Professor Lorraine van Blerk from Geography at the University of Dundee in the UK. With her are colleagues Janine Hunter, a researcher in geography at the University of Dundee, and Shaibu Chituku, who runs the NGO Street Empowerment Trust in Harare, Zimbabwe. Lorraine and Janine tell us about their project called Growing Up on the Streets. Growing Up on the Streets is a longitudinal research project that explored what it's like to grow up while living in the streets in three African cities. As well as Harare in Zimbabwe, the research also took place in Accra in Ghana and Bukavu in the Democratic Republic of Congo and involved over 600 young people. The project always believed that young people are experts in their own lives, so we worked with young people in co-producing in-depth ethnographic accounts of street life but we're also trying to find innovative ways of enabling young people to tell their own stories to global audiences. And this is where story maps come in. Um, story maps are web apps that look like a website, so you can load up films, images and sound files and get a real sense of place and experiences. So, for example, we're able to create a story map, which we called In the Shadow of a Pandemic, that really captured street children and youth's experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic in Harare. Lorraine, can you tell us why Zimbabwe's lockdown and curfew have a bigger impact on the youth? So the young people who were researchers and participants in the research project, and um, particularly those who made the story map, explain the impact of lockdown on all aspects of their lives. The lockdown affected their ability to access basic needs, for example, to make money and to find food. Young people living on the streets heavily rely on informal work for their income. So, for example, they might gather plastics to recycle or sell small items on the streets to members of the public. So when the informal economy was shut down overnight, they were no longer able to make any money. Janine, how has COVID-19 impacted young people living on the streets? Well, thankfully, infection rates in Zimbabwe have been relatively low. The knock-on effects of the lockdown and the closure of the informal economy have been pretty devastating. Um, movement around the city was banned, so it was hard for young people to get to their bases, which are their places of safety for sleep. And just before lockdown began, children aged around 10 to 16 were rounded up by the authorities and removed from the streets. So street children tend to resist this because they resent being taken away from their friends and livelihoods and losing their freedom. Shaibo Chitsuku was part of the project. He shared some of his insights from the ground. During that time, uh, business was, was not allowed to operate. It was only shops that would sell food and essential services that were open from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, in reference to children, the story, the, 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 the time was very difficult because young people were not allowed to go on the streets or to work on the, on the street. There are two challenges. First, it was food. Young people often get food from working on the streets, doing all informal kinds of work, and also begging, and also doing um, work in the informal sector. So since all business was closed, movement on the streets was not allowed. So earning was a challenge, and therefore, Sourcing food was a very huge problem. 
Then also because of the lockdown rules did not allow free movement in the city center for anyone, including the young people. So that meant that moving around to look for food or to look for work was not possible. So the story map was um, made at a time when there was so much movement was strictly curtailed and looking for food was a very, very difficult situation. How are youth living on Harare streets treated by the government? Conditions on the streets are very difficult for any young person at all because young people have to fend for themselves under very difficult and serious situations like the economic situation that is not good, like uh, unemployment that is very high and le let alone for young people. So that is very difficult. Secondly, on treatment now, normally the government is of the philosophy that young people are not supposed to be on the streets. They're supposed to be in a family environment or in children's homes where there is other supervision. Therefore, all interventions are targeted to removing them from the streets or putting them in children's homes. So prior to the to the to the lockdown, young people were then removed, were rounded up and removed from the streets into children's homes so that they would be protected from COVID. But unfortunately, the young people do not trust the government because of prior uh, experiences where their freedom is, is taken away when they go to children's homes and where they are also uh, forced to live under conditions they think are not ideal for them. The, the, the homes are not properly equipped to deal with young people. They don't have enough resources and food. So young people ran away to the streets. So during the, the, the story making process, young people were not in their usual uh, bases or places of stay. They'd gone out of on the outskirts of the city where they could hide from the police, where they could not be seen visibly. So those were the conditions and the, the way they were treated during the time. What is the solution to this problem of homeless youth? Um, well, there are no easy solutions, but I think the important thing is, as ever, to listen to young people and allow them to identify their own needs and capabilities. So in the story map, we have Mada, for example, who's 16 years old, and she goes around gathering plastics. But what she asks for is proper paid work. This would mean that she could move out of food insecurity and find more secure shelter. There's also um, things that can be done at a policy level. So obviously all young people have access to human rights, but those policies don't necessarily focus on um, young people living on the streets. So growing up on the streets participants fed into the development of the UN General Comment 2017 on children in street situations, which indicates the need for governments to support young people to access their rights and to eradicate violence towards them. So governments can commit to the principles of the General Comment and sign up to that um, policy. And that, in effect, would help to support young people better if those principles were taken through into practice on the streets. This project also took place in Accra and Ghana and Bukavu in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Can you tell us more about that? The research took place across three years and three cities in Africa, exploring young people's capabilities rather than vulnerabilities on the street. So they defined how they were capable of finding food, shelter, keeping healthy, uh, finding friends and so on. And the research assistants, who were young people living on the streets, then reported on their networks of peers in weekly interviews and also quarterly focus groups. So altogether, we were able to gather quite a lot of data. 
In addition to the research element of growing up in the streets, the project also sought to facilitate young people's engagement with policy makers and practitioners through supporting them to unlock the skills that they already have for telling their stories. The story map is just one example of that. Across the three cities, we saw some amazing leadership skills and citizenship activism emerge as young people sought to improve practice for themselves and their peers. Some of the young people who were engaged as researchers even went on to work for NGOs in their cities in proper paid employment, including for Street Empowerment Trust in Harare, which has been transformational in those lives. COVID-19 has had an impact on most people's lives. The youth living on Harare streets are no exception. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Inas Kwasana, goodbye for now. <laughs>